0: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Bell, and I am with Gray Space Educational Consulting. Thank you for joining us with the Creating Spaces podcast. You will have an opportunity. See that one that's up there, that gorgeous blonde one. In a few minutes, you'll have the opportunity to to hear from uh, Miss Trotter. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but before I do. I want to just remind you of who we are. We are Grace Space Educational Consulting. You can find out all sorts of information, more than you will ever want to know, from www.gracespaceeducationalconsulting.com. You can find me on LinkedIn under Joy Bell. You can find me on a YouTube channel, Grace Space Consulting. I'm Instagram. I'm Twitter. I'm everywhere. So whatever you need, please feel free to reach out to me. You can also email me. Maybe you're not on any of those platforms and you just have some questions. Grace Space Educational Consulting.com is the website and Grace Consulting at gmail.com email address. So there's enough about me. All right, let's talk a little bit about that person that you see right there in front of you. That's Miss Carrie Trotter. Carrie Trotter, welcome to Creating Spaces.
1: I am so honored to be here, honestly, and hearing all the spaces that you are making available for people to engage and grow in what it looks like to advocate and grow in understanding and learning differences makes my heart just all sorts of giddy and excited.
0: I (laughs) I just love it. I love Carrie Trotter, when her heart gets... Like that. So does mine. <laughs> so this is a great pairing. I think you guys are going to enjoy um, mm-hmm. us together. So let me tell you a little bit about Carrie Trotter. Um, here, she lives in Dallas, uh, Texas with her husband, Toby. And if you mm-hmm. saw our, uh, our announcement, you have beautiful children, wonderful husband, uh, Toby, and their three children. So in 20 years of marriage, y'all, 20 years. That's amazing, how that Carrie happened. Trotter. That's a long time. That's a long time, and you only look 18. This is the <laughs> miracle. Oh, well, this is 43 it.
1: this week, so I'll take it. Oh, I'll
0: listen, take it. I'll take it. I'm taking it with you. I'm a little older, but I'm not telling the audience that right now. So in 20 years of marriage and building a family, uh, mm-hmm. they have moved eight times in the athletic profession. Transition has been a substantial part of her life, uh, and in recent years, she has overcome a medical crisis with her own health, seeing God work wonders. Mm -hmm. Carrie's Mm -hmm. undergraduate degree is in apparel design, and her master's work is in apologetics, if you can say that word, people, (laughs) (laughs) and evangelism at Dallas Theological Seminary. You can usually find her with a cup of coffee in hand, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, ready for a deep dive into conversations centered around the art of what you are Becoming. Ooh. Absolutely. Like when you when I even when I read it, it's like the art of becoming. I love it. Right? Because aren't we all, this is not what we're talking about today, but aren't we all becoming?
1: Yes, we are. And there is no perfect arrival at that. And I think that's what I've discovered in my own journey, my own self, that although I lust for something perfect, I want something, an environment that's perfect for myself, my family, my kids, my parenting, my education, my profession, anything. Really, the reality is it's just a becoming. It's this journey of discovering self, of remaining curious, which I know will weave into our conversation today. Oh no, um, But I love so much the idea of sitting around, listening to others talk about where they're at in their process in life, where they're at with their process and profession or with their spirituality and seeing how they are becoming um, ultimately who I know God has asked them to be. So that's where you're going to find me, Joy Bell. <laughs> well, I love it.
0: Carrie Trotter, I, I love it. You know, this is, that's my heartbeat. Yes. Um, and uh, the audience, you will notice sort of a pattern, a theme here with me in, in terms of the mm-hmm. folks that are, that I bring on. That's really, that's who we all are. Okay. So I love that. I love that. Now, I will remind you of this because if you're like me, because I'm getting older and I'm older than <laughs> Carrie Trotter. So you're going to say, what? Carrie Trotter, find her where? I'm going to remind you of this at the end, but I was going to tell you right now. So you can connect with Carrie on Instagram. That's Mm Carrie.Trotter. Also, her website is we have made it so easy for you, everybody. Mm www.carietrotter.com. And also subscription. If you want to subscribe um, to all the great things that she's doing, you want Mm -hmm. to subscribe to Mm -hmm. www.carietrotterbecomingsubstack.com. Okay. All right, everybody. So Carrie, you ready to jump in?
1: I'm so ready to jump in. I cannot wait for this conversation. I love it.
0: Well, I I haven't slept for three days. I'm so excited about (laughs) it. So... That's what the bags are. I'm just explaining that to the audience just in case they went in. She looks a little tired today. Um, So there we are. Okay, so let's get started. So our conversation, you know, I have children who are neurodiverse. I myself, you know, have uh, neurodiverse as well. And so my heart beats for children with learning differences, people with learning differences, and how we can support them. However that is. And so Mm -hmm. you and I met uh, a year or so ago, and I know you're sweet, sweet sweet. baby, um, just full of light. And so... (laughs) When I began thinking about who I wanted the parent that I wanted to bring on from the perspective like Mm -hmm. your blonde, gorgeous face, (laughs) what continued to come before Mm -hmm. me. And I thought I have Mm -hmm. to have Shelby Kate's mama here to talk about her journey and Mm -hmm. all that um she's done is doing you know Mm -hmm. all the things. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. jump right in if it's okay with you.
1: Yeah, let's go. I'm so honored, I'm so excited. And you are You are someone that authorizes authenticity. So I'm so excited about just the opportunity to be authentic about this journey I've had with my youngest Shelby Kate. Um, So thank you for opening the door to conversations like this. This dialogue is so important. So I'm excited
0: to be here today. It is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. Well, as an educator and as a mama, you know there are always signs. You know that yeah. we see, that we notice. Yes. Sometimes those signs mm-hmm. are inside of a classroom, and a teacher may give you a call or set mm-hmm. up a meeting and say, "Here's yeah. some things mm-hmm. that we're recognizing that we're seeing." Sometimes it's you. it's other the mama gut, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. mm, I, I don't know. Let me check that into that. So, so yep. yeah, something's a little off, or something doesn't, or you're you're working really hard, sweet baby. Like mm-hmm. what is it? And so. Uh, My first question for you is what are, what were some early signs with Shelby Mm -hmm. Kate that you realized maybe there's some things that we need to explore?
1: That's such a good question to start out with, because I think if I was to look back, my youngest Shelby Kate, um, she will be 12 in April. So we've been on this journey. I would say she's going to go into the sixth grade in the fall. Um, But we've been on this journey ever since kinder, I would say. Um, And looking back, I wish someone would have sat with, me, or I would have been underneath a conversation where I could have heard this, but you think about even 15, 20 years ago, a lot of the nuances with Shelby Kate's specific area of focus, which would be dyslexia and dysgraphia. Um, It was kind of just coming into discovery on how to specifically diagnose that. So when we started, it really began with kindergarten and I had a phenomenal, she had a phenomenal kindergarten teacher and um, that loved her person, which I would say that's an encouragement for educators, that loving the person and the child um, is such a great, safe entry point for parents even to be curious about their own child and not feel afraid of what might be surfacing. We started, I think, together, her and I started discovering things about the way Shelby Kate was uh, doing the alphabet, even as basic as that. Um, as she was writing the alphabet, the capital letter and the lowercase letter, um, there were just some ways it just felt different. Her frustration, she's such a energetic, vivacious, she wants to be right at, at first to raise her hand, she's excited to be a part of things, but on the aspect of learning letters and then writing those letters, there was a little bit of something that would shrink back, um, which felt different. That didn't feel normal, so we just had conversations. So much of early childhood development is based on just that early childhood development. So everybody develops differently. So we had constant conversation about let's just let's just see what happens. Let's just see how she develops. Maybe it's just uh, she's a young birthday, so maybe she's just younger. She's still a little intimidated about the learning process. Let's just see where she goes. Well, um. We just continued to see this. So early signs, I would say, were both what Mama was seeing, and all your kids are going to be different. Uh, my oldest son is a very high capacity, high achieving learner, self starter. He can kind of get it one time and it's just done. My middle daughter, she's a little of both. She's takes her time, but she can also just grab a hold of it. But then Shelby, I was noticing there were some differences in the way she was absorbing the information. So we started out that way. We'd have meetings, you know, with the normal meetings, and she'd just say, let's just, let's just see how she starts out. Then I would say when we hit first grade, we really started to see her emotional frustration with anything where she had to write. Uh, We started to see a difference in her writing, Uh, and I mean in like the sizing of her letters, the sizing of her script versus what her peers were doing, and then what I was seeing in how she was being creative in other spaces like art or finger paints. I think it was very big and expressive, but writing, it got... uh, know about um dysgraphia it's very small writing and not on the line and um so we just continue to be curious well then we moved as i said in my bio uh, we moved so transition is a part of our reality so as a mom learning how to be an advocate for your child while you're transitioning that's tricky because you're thinking okay well she's only in second grade now that's a lot we've gone through a lot as a family maybe it's more that um, and then I think by second grade, though, when a lot of her peers are, and actually, my husband and I can I can vividly remember we're walking the hallway, and it was a meet the teacher, kind of see what the class has been doing. We're walking the hallway, and you know, they have the little paragraphs all on the hallway with a little art thing behind it. And it was Shelby's writing, and we could definitely see a definable difference in Shelby's writing versus her peers writing. And knowing her heart and her person, it didn't sync up. And I think second grade was when we really started on the dyslexia dysgraphia journey and um, to really be an advocate
0: for her. I love when you said knowing her, her heart in her person. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my oldest out of school in the kindergarten year and homeschooled Mm -hmm. him that second that first grade year Mm -hmm. and everyone was like what did you know just just sort of hyperactive and I was like Mm -hmm. "Ah, I need to Mm -hmm. figure this out and so I I brought him home because Mm -hmm. I wanted to to exactly what you just said I knew him as a mama Mm -hmm. but I I wanted to know him as a learner but I love I love I love that you A lot of times we're waiting for others to tell us about our kiddos. Mm -hmm. But if we're watching them, if we're Mm -hmm. listening to them, if we're seeing what they're doing, there's so much data and information that's Mm -hmm. coming to us so that we can Mm -hmm. say, There's Mm -hmm. something, wait, 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 wait. And trusting Uh your gut, I think as a mom
1: to say, I'm not just gonna like oh, well, we're just busy. Who knows what it is? What a, but to trust those flags and at the very least run down at least two or three conversations with a teacher and educator to say, um, and I think one of the biggest words I use over and over, I, I want to be curious about something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm just hyper. But I'm seeing something come up repeatedly and I need someone else to help me be curious about that. Help me clarify what I'm thinking. Is it just developmental? Is it just, you know, kind of associated with, uh, dyslexia and dysgraphia is a little bit of ADHD. Is it just, are we more on just an attention, you know, kind of, we need to draw attention to something in that way. Um, so I think like you said, knowing, and you know, your kids, uh, you know, your kids and a lot of the things around us in the world say we don't know our kids, but we know our kids. Uh, we may not be able to pinpoint it yet. Um, but with just a little more curiosity, I think you really do know when they're struggling or when they're they need additional help
0: I love that you know, audience, I hope that helps you because I love that word. When you hear, when you ask the question and you're, I'm just curious, it doesn't feel like there's any blame or that's anything right. that's happening. It's just, you know what, yeah. we're just, so hopefully you can take that because I love that and just utilize that yeah. when it comes to your kids and interacting with their teachers and all the folks, because everyone's, so, they're so on high alert. And so, you know, the teacher may think, well, what are you saying here? You're saying that I'm not doing my, you know, everybody's yeah. just so high strung right now. So that's yeah. just, that's an easy entry point. I love Love that. Love that, Carrie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that I've found um, is, and this is so weird, and this is going to sound weird to everyone because I'm an educator, Mm -hmm. but when you're an educator and you don't have kids at first, you're, you're used to taking care of other folks, Mm -hmm. kids, knowing, noticing things and all the things I totally missed, Ian, Mm -hmm. like I totally missed. I remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Carrie, I remember going to the mother's day out and one of the teachers said, he is n- like no one I've ever known. <laughs> and and I was like, your, he's a genius. <laughs> they, and so we started to like look for places to put him because we're like, he's a genius. He's he's so great. We need to find somewhere for him. Now, looking back, mm-hmm. that was just the beginning, you know, for him, you know, it was the hyperactivity and those kind of different things, but they didn't know how to tell me. So they, you know, they use all the code words and I didn't pick up on the code words. Um, but when I began, we, we moved from Texas, from Georgia to Texas okay. and the, the kids had been in private, like, you know, daycare, mm-hmm. care forever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh good, we can finally like put them in public school and save yeah. some money because <laughs> we were given all the Children's <laughs> Trust Fund away yes. to Primrose. Oh my goodness, Primrose, is, I'm just laughing now thinking all the money they got from us in Georgia. But <laughs> when we got here, we actually put uh, Ian in, in kindergarten and public school and the teacher called and she said, Ian's like on the table. He's like on the lunch table, <laughs> like, just doing his thing. And it's like, what? Like, what's, you know, what, what's happening? So it was just sort of the beginning of like, maybe there's a little bit more yeah, energy there. Kind of than, there. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the- the, the not casual. Thing. Not casual at all. Like something for us to like, oh, okay, here's a note Cause we just, we just didn't get it. But when parents begin that process, what I've learned, not only working with parents, Carrie, but also being that person. Yeah. Is it's a little disorienting? Like Absolutely. Did I do something wrong? Yeah. Did I not eat enough vegetables when they were in the womb? <laughs> yes. Like like what what yes. is it? You know, Definitely. something wrong with them. Yeah. Can we fix it? There's just such yeah. a that's it a lot of a lot of parents have that sense. Mm-hmm. So during this process, that's what I that's what i found and in being inside of the process. So mm-hmm. did you did you know what steps to take? You know, you know did you know oh, who to go to, so Carrie? Oh,
1: it's so good. And when we were talking even previously before this conversation, kind of back and forth about what it looks like to be a parent inside where a scenario where a child you're discovering a learning difference. Mm-hmm. And my background, actually, my mother has been in. Um, she's been a speech pathologist in special education. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was for almost thirty years and so growing up around an environment of learning differences and hearing her feedback on you know buzzwords like 504 IEP um meetings like that and how she would relate to parents much more multifaceted than even my situation with Shelby Kate but nonetheless you know going through situations where you're having to present information to parents that may be tricky to deliver and just like you said you want to say it like they're just great there there's a, a <laughs> pocket for them
0: we're gonna find and, you know and, Some, and not right now but it's coming. Know, yeah and
1: yeah. and how and she would say many times and I heard this growing up and so now almost you know 12 years into raising Shelby I can say man I'm so thankful I had that information because she would say so often I wish Parents would maybe hear hear us. Now, not all educators are like this. And unfortunately, I'd just like to say I'm so sorry to someone that might be on the other end of this listening where they've not had an opportunity with an educator that they've been understanding or known, sought to know their child before they delivered hard information. I've been a part of those meetings too. Um, But I think she would say, I wish that we could be curious together. My mom really established the language of curiosity in me. Um, So I think that that's kind of then that repeated language I'm trying to build into Shelby. And we're just. Just remaining curious and me as a parent, no matter how you know, I feel flared like, oh, it's my baby girl, mm-hmm. you know, and she doesn't fall too far from the tree. She's like my little mini, there's a lot of similarities there. So I feel like I'm I can't deny her, I can't say, well, I don't know where I don't know where this came from, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's kind of looking, you're looking in a mirror to yeah. some extent. Yes. So that's hard in our flesh and our humanness not to feel a little threatened, like. Oh my, that's making me feel a little prickly because mm-hmm. I have to be honest about weakness and shortcomings and that may or may not be a fault. And you said a word, fix it. It may be less about fixing it and more be about discovering mm-hmm. how to walk alongside it, if that makes
0: sense. Absolutely so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. But I, you agree, we agree together that it can sometimes feel and, Absolutely. you know, Again, I don't know that the audience, Carrie, will feel any empathy for me because it's like you have three degrees. Like you should have known something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you should yeah. but with no. our children.
1: Your own Carrie. mama bear is an emotion. That's not a that's not a tagline. That's not a t-shirt. Mama bear is an emotion. And I will hopefully make people laugh on the other side of this. I will drag someone into a dark alley and cut you if you mess with my babies. But I, and I mean that with my little blonde Texas
0: head I know you do. in the
1: kindest way possible, but at the same time, it's, it's a shift when I, as we were clicking into kindergarten and then first grade and second, then you have to click into, okay, I want to be helpful for my child. I don't want to be, I don't want, and I'm going to say a prickly word. I don't That's want okay. my, I don't want my pride. Oh in wishing that things were different or that I didn't have to deal with this or I didn't have to, oh, I don't, I don't know if I have time to, to mm-hmm. dig into all this. And I mean, my background's in fashion and then I'm doing all that, but then I've got politics and evangelism and now I need to learn about dyslexia and dysgraphia. And that just feels like a lot on top of just trying to put gas in the car and food on the table and closing my body and on my kids' bodies and move. But if I want and this is what I think my mom and watching her peers, even her friends and men and women that I admired growing up, it would be like, let's find the best solutions. And in order to do that, it's putting down what expectation I had um, and coming into my mom forever on her door. Matter of fact, this thought just came to me um, and I can get this poem. and You may have heard it for your listeners, but. Uh, it's, I thought about it basically saying, I thought about a ticket to Italy, but instead I went to Holland. And initially when you land the plane, you're thinking I'm, I wanted to go to Italy. I didn't want to go to Holland. I want to go to Italy. And you kind of stop gap yourself over and over again. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Italy. But then you start walking through the tulips in the countryside. And then, you know, this makes me emotional because you see in being on a curious journey with learning difference, you see the beauty of what you didn't expect you would land the plane in, but you see, like you said, yes, your son was—he is a genius. Like, and it's just unlocking their genius. It just looks a little different, if that makes sense. So, yeah,
0: it makes so much sense. I love what you said, um, and I know that the parents and the folks that listen to this this podcast will. I totally get what you said, but mm. sometimes it, it is like, you know, this is not what I signed up for.
1: Right. Like,
0: you know, I sent well, when I'm sitting with the moms at Starbucks and they're talking about Susie, who's gifted and talented mm. and doesn't need any help. doesn't need any reminders organized the whole life. Is, it's, you're like, I don't have Susie. <laughs> right. Like, oh, like, 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 I'm like, kid, did you remember this? It's just a whole different, right. But, but we, we didn't sign up, but we did. Right. That's and right. so once we recognize that we're in Holland and not Italy, That's right. and I think it's our job because the kids can sense it. They can Absolutely. sense. Oh, the terrible thing. Like my, my mama doesn't think that I'm smart or my, like, mm-hmm. or like, my own people. Like, you know, I can deal with that on the outside, but they they're looking at me like I, I need to be fixed. That uh. just does something Carrie. To it does. child and they sense mm-hmm. it I think they we I think it. we adults underestimate children oh um, absolutely yeah. absolutely
1: and even in just walking with Shelby Kate and um what she experiences and a part oddly enough it's so strange but a part of dyslexia dysgraphia ADHD is this hypersensitivity to the environment around you so that also includes emotions she can feel when she's dys- disappointing expectations. She can feel, and it's not that it's all bad for us as humans, as we grow and develop to feel those like, Ooh, I could do better, or I could be better in this situation. So it's not bad. So I don't prevent her from feeling those things, but it's a different approach to help her understand herself inside of that. Um, and that can be hard. It's just hard. It's just really hard. Um, and finding the right support that isn't looking to fix your child. Yes. Uh, and you yourself, and even the differences in how you and maybe your spouse perceive it, there's not a fix-it solution, um, but it's more about a discovery solution. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, broken just, here. That's, that's right. It's that's exactly right. I'm so glad you said that, Joy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Broken. There's nothing broken. Yeah. It's just learning how to come alongside what already
0: is. So I love it Yeah. Y'all are going to be listening to us for an hour. I'm just, I'm, I knew this was going to happen because this is just what's going to happen, people. All right. So I think one of the things that we we don't realize, um, and I say I'm saying we we do, yeah. But I think when yeah. you're at the beginning of of a journey, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's th- we don't understand the impact that having a child with a learning difference mm-hmm. of any sort has on the family, mm-hmm. um, and what happens it's what happens in the family structure. Um, and it, different things happen in different families, Carrie, right. right. Of how we address, right. some ignore, right. some say you can do that. You're just like the, you, you, nothing's, nothing's wrong with you. Just, just do it. Just mm-hmm. whatever you, mm-hmm. your brother's smart and you're like, you, you're fixing Right. Just get, it. It. just get with it. Just give the program. Mm-hmm. Cause the, mm-hmm. the rest of the people, your brothers and sisters are fine. Um, so yeah. every, every family deals with things differently. And so I'm just curious mm-hmm. as I'm, as we're learning more about your family and how you move. I, now I know the answer to this, but the, the audience <laughs> doesn't, but you know us. Yeah, I know yeah, you, I know yeah. you, but how does your family yeah. support um, mm-hmm. when you, when you had the diagnosis, it was, a, you know, and then now, how do you work mm-hmm. through that as a family?
1: Oh, it's such a great question. And I love that you say we, I mean, I, I'm always like, it's a we, we're a we on a journey. Like we're just trying to and maybe that feels a little like, um, but I feel like there's no other way that I can help myself not feel overwhelmed by the journey. As long as I feel like it's a we, no matter how far along, like you and I, maybe we've, we've, you know, done a deep dive into all of this. You've done a substantial deep dive into all of this. And like you said, like even at, you know, a master's and doctorate level. But even still, I think you and I both would agree, we're still learning every day. It's a posture of learning. And even coming together in this conversation, it's like, okay, how can we learn better? How can we frame a language so that it doesn't feel so frightening? Uh, That would be what I would say our family life has been like these, um, you know, I think probably since kinder, but then second grade and then on in. Um, And there's so many nuances in there where we've had to, okay, now this, now we're in this part of the advocacy journey, we had to talk to Shelby Kate um, when she finished third grade inside a COVID year and then our family moved again. We had to have a conversation with her. We we're going to do a victory lap in third grade. Um, that was a hard conversation because you're tapping on third grade. They're kind of socially aware. She knew what that would look like. Okay, I'm not moving forward, but you're telling me it's victorious. (laughs) But that feels like I need to do it again. (laughs) And and framing that in so much of our language as a family. So Shelby has a brother that's 17 this week. She's got a sister that's 15 this week. And then, of course, she's almost 12. So she's the youngest. So she observes, and her brother is, like I said, a high-speed, high-capacity learner. Her sister is a little bit of both, um, but they're all three of them learned differently. And I think that is what we've had to establish and invite everybody into the conversations about Shelby. We have not isolated Shelby into Shelby just does with Shelby and mom, like only Shelby and mom kind of deal with Shelby's situation. It has been full family, you know, tribe. <laughs> I laugh because it, I say we're the Trotter tribe and that sounds like cute. Oh, how fun. It was a TT. That's so cute. But if you do study on tribe, it is the highest form of connection because it's vulnerability and transparency. It's not just one or the other. So as we're building family life, I really tried to, Toby and I, my husband and I, we've tried to inject that kind of family culture that we're being vulnerable, but we're also being transparent Uh, because we're struggling with things and we live in the same house and we have to understand each other. And I wanted a spirit of encouragement amongst siblings, uh, not sibling rivalry. Um, We're a competitive family. We're a sports family. So we love a good, healthy competition. My husband would be like, go get them. But at the same time, um, we also know that everybody's in a different space. I remember when we had to tell Shelby Kate that we're going to do a repeat because the transition COVID, it just made our reading comprehension, just a click in math. It was just going to be tricky. And when we were changing schools, that was after a lot of testing and she had to go through all that. Um, it was just, that was wisdom that the people at our wisdom table, that is what wisdom was saying. And so Toby and I brought Paid her brother and her sister Ansley into the conversation before we told her, I remember kids are in the swimming pool. We had found out, got the call, we needed to make a decision. Toby and I made a decision. We pulled her brother and sister out of the pool. We we're like, hey, just real quick, gonna let you know. We're gonna talk to Shelby about this. We need your help to support and encourage her. Neither one of them have walked through that. Neither one of them know what that is, but they know their sister and they knew her heart would need to talk about it. And the reality is, as a mama, of course, I want to be number one. Everyone comes to me for everything, with everything. They're always talking to me. I want to be, I want to know everything about everybody. That's not realistic, Joy. The reality is it takes a village even inside your own family life. So the likelihood that Shelby would open up to her sister, maybe even more than she would me, would be true. And I wanted Ainsley to be a part of that decision. So I think not being afraid, and that was in my notes on today, I just was like, not being afraid to open up to the family culture and to, and to give an understanding to brothers, sisters, spouses. It's not always easy. I have friends that they don't have an easy journey. I'm fortunate. Toby is very team when it comes to Shelby, my husband, and he understands her heart sometimes even more than I do and can speak to overcoming hard things. So building language with your family, I think is super important. Um, and inviting everybody to the table. It it is critical.
0: I love that. And I love what you said also, you know, not every family dynamic is the same, Mm -mm. you know, Mm -mm. and sometimes it's just, just the mom shouldering or it's That's just right. the dad's shouldering, maybe, you know, it's just so many different pieces that are moving. Maybe there's a grandparent support. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's uh, just all sorts of things that could possibly be mm-hmm. in terms of what that family looks like, mm-hmm. but whatever it looks like, I love you. You have to bring everyone into the conversation because it's like Carrie, there's this elephant in the room mm-hmm. of sorts. And if they're all of the different expressions of the opportunities that our sweet babies have Mm -hmm. and we're it's like, oh, we're not really paying them much attention. It's Mm -hmm. obvious to us all. Like anyone can see, sense, feel Mm -hmm. what's happening, whether it's the struggle of it all or whatever it is. So let's not talk, let's let's talk about it. But I think I'm going to go back to what we said earlier. Mm -hmm. We have to work through our stuff first before we're able to do that. Because if we come to the table like, I do something wrong or mm-hmm. whatever it is, all of that stuff. And it's hard. It's a hard place to invite folks into that because not only are we dealing with this opportunity, but we're, we're dealing with all the emotions of the parent mm-hmm. and the mom yeah. or the dad or whomever, right. you know what I mean? That's right. so that's, and then that, if we get stuck
1: at blame,
0: yes, blaming ourselves, yes. blaming our child,
1: yes. um, blaming an educator, uh, there may be lots of points of entry where we could untangle different threads in that, but that doesn't help create a scenario to come alongside and equip yes, and get the child moving forward, which I think is what my mom would say in her special needs education background with even just creating opportunities for kids to communicate better through speech therapy. She would say, our goal, our like-minded goal is to create a scenario for your child to be released. Like, mm-hmm how can we release more of them? Mm-hmm. Shelby had a one-to-one therapist that we worked with for a while. And she would say, you know, there's just a genius that's locked in there. We just have to give her the right tools to release it. Yes. Because if I just give her kind of these, like, um, I guess maybe the basic yes. tools, that's going to frustrate more than it's going to release. So I think even the same is true. And everybody in our family life has their roles. I shoulder a lot of the advocacy pieces, 504s, IEPs, putting accommodation pieces. I do a lot of forms. I do a lot of meetings. I get, I have capacity to do that. Toby has capacity to hear the Cliff Notes version of whatever meeting I've been in. And then he has <laughs> capacity to be Toby's or Shelby Kate's number one cheerleader and you're yeah. like, yeah. you can do it. Let's press in. He can sit with her and do math. He can sit with her and do yeah. reading competition and comprehension and, and sit with her. And, and, and he has the, the capacity for that. Then my, my kid, my other two kids, they want to just be like, tell me about it, Shelby. And they can sit with her and let her talk. Um, so everybody has their role too. I wanted to sit, go back and say that not everybody has to be a part of everything. Um, so that's important to remember too, is you're building language around how to overcome well. A, a child with learning differences.
0: Oh, I love that! I love that! I love the the Cliff Notes version, Toby. I know you're probably <laughs> listening to this, yes. and I you know I'm always picking on you, but you, I think most men like the Cliff Notes version. So here yes. you're not alone, Toby Trotter. You're you're not alone with this. Yes, yes, that's right. You're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. So you know, again, we're we're moms of those those learners, right? And I think one of the things that's always important to me is. That we're not coming from this deficit model, and you are, and I are both on board mm-hmm. with. You know, it's like there's you're like you're you don't have enough, you're not enough, you you're not mm-hmm. something. This is deficit model because again, I don't think, um, I don't know. I can only speak for me, and you can only mm-hmm. speak for you. But my experiences has been there's a lot of language that's happening when we're talking, when I have meetings with parents, and mm-hmm. some of the things that they'll say, I'm like, don't do that, like. Like don't 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 say that they are just don't don't say that because they'll mm-hmm. internalize that, that's right? And it'll show up that's in that's so many different ways in every it'll, area. Oh, mm-hmm. Carrie, it shows up in so many different ways and way beyond third grade, way mm-hmm. beyond twelfth grade, that's into it. their life, mm-hmm. like okay. their DNA. That's right. It. And oh. so this model, this this deficit model, is something that I I, mm-hmm. I try to read language with parents. Mm-hmm when they, when they use words, and I know they don't, they're not trying to hurt their child. Uh -uh. They're not, but it's just, maybe they're explaining the way that the teacher explained it or the Mm -hmm. way, whatever Mm -hmm. the case is, but we have to be so mindful not to create this sense of deficit for our child, because Mm -hmm. it will spill over in areas that we did not intend. That's right. That's
1: right. And that that happens to me. If I hear someone inadvertently say just a description of something, and I'm as a 42-year-old, almost 43-year-old woman have not dealt with my own, okay, sense of security, I could be like, I am slow. Yes. I am, I, I lack administrative skills. Mm-hmm. I Like, and that can mean not I can get better. Mm-hmm. It can mean I am. Mm-hmm. One of the things Toby and I are extremely passionate and a lot of this has to do with us being in athletics. My husband coaches football. A lot of it had to do with, What we see in the athlete, if something's spoken over them negatively, they're probably not going to rise the occasion. Uh, Sometimes that works. Some models like that work and you can, I guess, get that to work. But that has just not been our experience. I think the same has been true. We as parents early, early on, I feel like that's just something the Lord put in our hands. We don't want to be maybe spoken over like that mm-hmm. uh and so we would not want even no matter what would might be spoken over children specifically we're we are overcoming like uh and one of the ways i frame when i say and every time we've moved or transitioned or someone needs to know something more about shelby kate instead of shelby kate has mm-hmm. i say shelby kate is overcoming dyslexia and dysgraphia every day um we are being more equipped every day. Um, uniquely in my bio, it said, and I'll just touch on this. I uh, have walked through different things with my own health journey in my body um, and walked through a season where I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, by God's grace and a miracle that diagnosis has been lifted. There are other things that I have to navigate within my body. But one of the connectors between Shelby and I, when I was early diagnosis is about Two and a half, three years ago, um, she came to me and she said, "Mom, I know what it feels like because largely autoimmune is with you. It, it can have different variances, and and different things can happen. Different diagnoses can lift, but you really do have to spend a lifetime equipping yourself on how to overcome those things." And she said, "Mom, I really do understand. It's just like what I'll I do with dyslexia and dysgraphia. I just have to get better equipped every day." And this is when she was 10. But that doesn't just happen. And I will say. For Tobia, that takes time and work and redirecting, maybe not being offended if someone says, Well, I heard she had dyslexia and dysgraphia. And then it's just as a parent lovingly saying, but she overcomes dyslexia and dysgraphia every day. You're right. That's right. Uh, and even being in advocacy meetings, um, where I as a parent advocate for her by redirecting language. Um, because you're right, because they do, they absorb it. And she could feel sad. And then you're also, my challenge to Shelby has always been when she's in a peer environment where they may not struggle with what she struggles with, but her ability to have compassion towards those that do struggle with other things, um, she can say, I see them overcoming that. They're just overcoming that. So, you know, we're just building that, that domino of cultural language that just says we are overcomers.
0: That's so good. Mm. That's so good. And I, you know, someone listening today may think, well, you know, you can't control everything children hear about themselves and all of that. And that's true. But I am really an advocate, uh, an advocate about the very beginnings of their life when they don't have all the tools to be able to filter out. That's right. And, you know, my, as I said, I'm, I'm almost 50
1: Oh girl, look almost. at the
0: like scene. Oh, I mean almost here. Um Carrie Trotter, but I'm certain that if I right now if something was going on with me, my mother would be on the phone with someone going, "Let me just tell you no we're not. And we are always <laughs> advocating for our children." Always. But during this sweet space when they are just, they're just they're just cooking as I would say, they're just <laughs> yes. They're just cooking, and we yeah. need to make sure at every point. So if you're listening, you're thinking, "Well, I just don't want to. I don't want the teacher to be mad with her, and I don't want like." Uh, it is our job that's to right. make sure that it's very clear how we view view our children.
1: That's right.
0: And how we expect those who are touching them and have interactions with them absolutely be, be speaking over them. So if you're feeling any sort of, I don't know if I want, I just want to, I just want to kind of just come in and come out. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. That's a part of it. (laughs) Right, Carrie? That's, that's Holland. That's where you're like, but I didn't, I,
1: and I, for as much as people think, oh, she puts her face out there. She speaks or teaches or writes or collaborates, or she's real energetic, or she's on socials. My, I was telling a friend, confiding in a friend the other day saying my front, um, people like, oh, you're so brave. You're so great. I'm like, no, I'm highly insecure. Mm -hmm. before I come to anything, I'm paralyzed. Like even this conversation today, you are such a friend and companion. So I was like, I'm going to see joy. You can do this. You can do this. But as silly as it is, there is nothing that I can just come to and say, I got this nailed. Um, And one of the best statements for a lot of reasons in our lives right now, but we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And even saying that I've been trying the last several years to say, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. So help me understand. Mm. Um, Even when I come up to, I realize I could just be like, well, sorry. And it comes in waves, right? You're right to say, I can't control everything my 17 year old hears at this point. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, you're going to be in a well-adjusted adult. I want you to leave my home and go do things in society. Um, But in a progressive manner, it's not just a Band-Aid rip. No. It's a, you're right. We are We are um, given this tremendous gift. It's like a, it is, it's just like a seedling that we are responsible for tending to and watering and not, you know, being crazy, but being in a place where it's like, you know, that's great, that's fair. I think some of the buzz statements that I think are good for people in conversation, even in just in dialogue where it can be tricky, mm-hmm. where a teacher could feel flared. Mm-hmm. or by your questions. I've had that too. Well, well you don't trust me as their, as her teacher. Absolutely not. That's fair that you feel that way. I see how that might come up. I just need better understanding as a parent. I'm so sorry. This is me needing to gain understanding, needing to be curious. This is what's coming home. It just takes a little bit more conversation maybe and you're developing muscles that you didn't know you were going to have to use. Um, but it is so worth it. And I love your passion To say that it matters, especially as mothers, it does matter. And I think it equips Shelby to feel like I am not alone, Mm -hmm. that my mom, if need be, Mm -hmm. and I guess my children would be like, oh no, oh no. Like they'll be like, here comes my mama. I'll be like, hey, you know, I'll be like, (laughs) having (laughs) an email, I'll be making phone calls. So I guess my kids are in their own little pocket of Holland, but I would say
0: <laughs> they're like we want to go to Italy. But, um, I'm in Holland, Holland, and I, we're going to Italy. Like we're gonna get on a hold of the plane and leave her there with Daddy. <laughs> well, I would rather them feel like
1: that yeah. than have to glean, yeah, because they know that my love is consistent. Than to lean on something and grab a hold and -hmm. then it does show up in other places and I will say those that struggle with learning differences are highly likely to walk into situations where um, they will not be thriving in their best if not Mm -hmm. advocated for properly Um, and they can get lost they can get um, outside even social things Um, that us showing up being present showing them you do not have to be embarrassed by this learning mm-hmm. difference because mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed by mm-hmm. it. You do not have to be insecure by this. Cause mm-hmm. I, although I'm insecure of myself, I'm not insecure of you. Mm-hmm. Um, You do not have to be paralyzed by this because I could be paralyzed of what I don't know, highly educated and yet still struggling yes. to know better how to do this, but we
0: don't have to be that way. Um, So, yeah. So good. Like so good. I, um, it's, it's just interesting to me now, um, I have two, and one's in 10th grade and one is 9th grade, okay. and, and one, I won't say which one, because I realize now, my husband is like, did you name one? You named the kids! <laughs> so I won't name which one but I'll say that one of them is needing to be protected. Yeah. One's needing to be, uh, one is, uh, needing some more motivation. I am thinking Mm. I can see that in some of the grades we're kind of hovering. Mm. Um, and I said to this one, I said, do you need some empathy from mama or do you need a a kick in the pants?
1: Ah, like that. And
0: this one said a kick in the pants. Mm, They know then okay well then okay we're we're gonna do when when you come home the day no more tv when you come home the day we're gonna have your whole blah. so but but it was just (laughs) my personality structure would be like okay here's what we're like like let's get it right but again Mm. you're having to adjust and I, I think a lot of times Carrie people think that you know, we, we kind of baby our kiddos when they have learning differences Mm -hmm. or things, challenges and opportunities, but it's like, no, you, Mm -hmm. but you have to know, like I knew, okay, I see this, this, this opportunity is here. Is it something that can help you with? Do you need, do you need like the mama hug or do you just need me to go, okay, let's get it together. And so it's, it's almost like we're just having to take an extra, uh, an extra Mm -hmm. step or two sometimes, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and we can do that. So I'm all, I'm all about that. See, see okay. Catherine, I didn't say anybody's name. So stay married. We, we, we made 20 years this year as well, Carrie. And so I want to make 21. So love you, honey. <laughs> all right. So one more question and then I have, and then I have just a couple fun questions for you, but. Okay. again. So, you know, that, you know, with Gray Space, one of the things that I, one of the services that we have is that we help parents, we help them on this journey, you know, you have children that have different opportunities so we may offer executive functioning coaching or academic coaching or those sorts of things but sometimes parents are just like, I need help. I need help at this very beginning. So what sort of advice, um, and I think once everyone listens to this, they're going to feel like, okay, I can do this. they are going to have so a lot of information, but yeah. yeah. But what from you and your, your journey, but what yeah. advice would you provide to parents that are just starting out? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's the first question. Okay. And then the second one is, and again, I love, I knew we would talk a long time because this is so personal oh. to me. It's oh. when, when things are not as personal, you just kind of can get in and out of them. But mm-hmm. the second part of that question is, how do you refuel mm-hmm. for the journey? How do you mm-hmm. refuel? Because when you take words mm-hmm. out, such as fix it, um, mm-hmm. this can be fixed. And this, so we can have a beginning mm-hmm. and a quick end to it. Um, and we know, you and I know that that is not what's happening here. This is a, a lifelong opportunity for us, yeah. for the, our babies to grow and, and to persevere and to overcome. So, but I want to go back, I always want to go back now to the mama, you know, yeah. and so because we do shoulder a lot yeah. of it a lot of times. Yeah. So the first question is, what advice would you give to parents that are just okay. starting? And the okay. second question is, how do you carry Trotter, the carry Trotter, <laughs> fuel for the journey that lies ahead?
1: Okay. Uh, great questions. Uh, the first I would say, um, don't allow fear of the unknown to isolate you. Um, that was something that I actually did do early on the fear of just, Oh my goodness, I've not faced this. I don't know what to do. Uh, and I isolated myself and my heart. That doesn't mean I didn't, I stopped showing up places and became a hermit. It just means I just, didn't move forward with this particular situation. Uh, And I would say, don't do that. Um, Don't be afraid. I remember being very afraid to push, send on a call with, uh, you know, for a season we were in Arkansas, the state of Arkansas. And they actually have a lot of um, governmental awareness around dyslexia. And I remember making a call to get a handle on what's available to me. And I just called. I found myself in conversation, opened up to a counselor, opened up to uh, a new um, dyslexia tutor. And she said, call this number, call this number. So I broke out of isolation in this, in my particular situation with what my child was facing by continuing to make calls, have conversation, be curious and um, and allow any kind of fear you have. We can't just get done with fear because I think it's just going to be a part of the deal. It's just a part of the gig. I wish I could just be like, and we're done with fear. <laughs> that's just not, oh, that's just been not my experience. I have to allow fear to drive me not to isolation, but to drive me towards understanding and curiosity. And I just have to tell myself that. Um, And then at your school level, keep asking questions at the school level until you get someone, even if it's not who you're asking questions to, It gets you around people that are outside the school, like the gray space that can offer specific tools or that may not be available at the public or private school level that your child's at, uh, but they want to come alongside you. They can ask you, even just a cold call. Hey, I don't even know what I'm asking. Help me. Uh, And that could just be the next right step to get you the next right step. Um, And then, uh, like you said, it's a lifetime learning curve. There is nothing that you're just... It's just a lifetime learning curve. And there's a lot that's not discouraging. It should be almost encouraging because you're like, oh, there's no time stamp on this. (laughs) Like I'm I can keep growing. Um, And then where I go to refuel because it's a lifetime learning curve. My first answer, Joy, you know, my first answer, Dr. Bell is going to be the Lord. Um, The Lord is where I go to refuel. Uh, But then beyond that, I think having conversations like this with like-minded people, um, calling my friends, I've got one of my best friends, she has a daughter that has dyslexia and saying, hey, I'm struggling today. Or, hey, what did you do when this happened? Um, It may be different, but just talk back to me. Um, And being okay, building a community of people that I can be like, I'm just tired. I feel discouraged. Um, I feel like I'm not connected. As much as I think Shelby Kate and I are best friends, (laughs) there are times where it's just, there's a disconnect or I'm tired and I don't, I just want to give a kick in the pants and I don't want to be empathetic. Or there's times when I'm tired and I'm like, I just can't do the kick in the pants thing today. Um, But then that's where building culture with your people, whether it's uh, auntie or grandmother or your husband or your kids um, or friends or neighbors that you have opened up to, it helps when you're like, I, just, I have to tap out. I need someone to go with this, me to this meeting. I just, I physically, mentally, emotionally, I can't do it. Um, or I just need to go to coffee and just say, this is hard and have someone say, this is hard. Or I need to be able to say, Shelby in our family, we got her reading report. We don't do this for her siblings. Not because we're we're not encouraged by their reading progress, but because unique to Shelby, this is huge deal. And we send it out to family and they may not understand all the different percentages and things that Toby and I are looking at, but they're like, let's go. And they're sending videos. And so I don't feel alone. Yes. So that refuels me to feel like this is a worthwhile venture. Yes. Keep at it. Because um, it you are not alone, but it can feel lonely
0: mm.
1: and that is okay. Uh, but you are not alone. I want to tell the is out there. You are not alone, but it it's okay if it feels lonely You're not wrong if you feel that way, Um, but break out of isolation, make a call, and that is how I've refueled, Um, and people like you that I know are doing the hard work to create spaces for parents and their babies, no matter how old, my son's 17, I still call him my baby, but no matter how old they get, um, and that is, and knowing, okay, Dr. Bell's doing the work, my friend Joy's doing the work, I can do the work whatever level. So that's how I refuel And then go get a coffee or an ice cream or a burger. That
0: also helps. <laughs> you don't have listen, y'all can't see Carrie Trotter, but there's not a burger on her anywhere. So don't don't be fooled. I what I would do is I just I would get the coffee. Go with the coffee. Don't listen to her about the burger because clearly the burger's <laughs> going somewhere else, else on her. Oh my goodness. Listen. I have enjoyed, don't go anywhere, because I have some some questions for you. Don't go anywhere, but I want to I, I know that you've enjoyed Carrie Trotter and she does, she's a mama first, and she will tell you that. This Trotter tribe is it. Like it begins <laughs> here with her, with everything from her heart, heartbeat. But she's doing so much. And I want you to make sure that you you check her out. Again, at on Instagram, she's Carrie.trotter. At, now, and I told you all this before you came that you really do need to bring virtual tissues. When you read her <laughs> Instagrams, you're gonna have you're gonna feel the same way. Like it's just she's a phenomenal writer, and you can just feel her heartbeat and in, in everything that she does. Um, mm-hmm. website is gonna be uh, www.carrytrotter.com And I'll put all of this in all the spaces where I am, but and then subscription, make sure you subscribe. And that same mm-hmm. thing, we're making it so easy for everyone is mm-hmm. www.carrytrotterbecoming.substack.com. Okay. All right. So I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. And I didn't give these questions to you. So you're just going to have to. I feel nervous. like we're going to. Oh, no, don't be nervous. Because mm-hmm. we want to see if you're really on your game here, Carrie Trotter. Yeah. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What is your superpower?
1: Oh, I just answered this for somebody else. Is it not you? Okay. I would say, I just talked to my kids about this. My superpower, I would say is, I really can find a party anywhere I, I to celebrate. I can find a confetti popper, a reason to get a, a bouquet of balloons. I really, because, and it can be on the go with me. Our life has transitioned so many times. I would say, finding spaces where it's like, let's be happy about this right now. This was so big, not naive or superficial, but like, Whoa, that was big and grab a cookie, whatever. So I would say my superpower is to be able to find a party and make it happen. Uh, My kids though, I laugh because when I asked my kids this question recently, they were like, Oh, you can see the future. Like, I swear you can tell us when we're about to get in trouble or we're about to get sick or somebody's stressed. I'm like, What's been going on with you? Are you okay? And they're like, I swear you know. And the next day, and I'm like, Well, I'm not trying to like make that happen for you, but I do have mama intuition. I it. So anyway, that's what well, you going now
0: to. you've added. I'm going to add a little this question part two when I ask the next uh, guest. I'm going to say, What is your superpower, and what do you think uh-huh. others? Get- yes, that's yeah. so good. Yes. Right? Oh yes. I, I, I just stole it from you. And we didn't even- <laughs> done stolen. So uh, the world the world needs what? What does hmm. the world need?
1: Well, I mean, in my head it popped out language. I mean, mm-hmm. the world needs language for grief and joy together. Uh, I have a real passion for that. I think the Lord the world needs language. And when you build language, that means you're taking time with one another. Mm. Uh, You're not just blowing past onto the next thing. And um, there's a lot of ache and brokenness in our world because we just don't have language for it. But a lot of that means we just don't take the time to sit with it and to be content with the people to our right and to our left to discover it. Um, So I think language is
0: what I would say. So good. So good. So good. Um, I'm reading a book and you, I sent this to this one to you and I, yes. I, read, I read it for years and years and years. And I just love, she just said such, such great things, but she said it's so easy to be charming mm. for, for, for 15 minutes outside, but the worth that it takes in terms of relationship and your family, your friends, when you really have to sit and, and listen and mm. take in and process, whether it's the joy of life. Mm-hmm. Or the not so joy of life. It's just okay. harder to do it. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of times folks will say, Oh, I just love Carrie. She was so oh. charismatic. <laughs> and she just kind of flew in and did her thing with that blonde hair and no hamburger eating So <laughs> But then if yeah. I always tell my children, Carrie, if you don't love me, then if love you me. don't think, Mama, you are the what, you are the it, mama. If you don't Missed think that it. and everyone else does, I have failed. Missed it. 100.
1: I was just having this conversation. I would rather at the end of my life, those that were in closest proximity to me say, Oh man, whatever you thought you got of her. And this makes me cry because it's like it takes hard work, it takes time. I would rather those that are closest to me say, Man, she splashed zone 10% to Woo. those quick pops in and out. We got 90 You don't even know how deep a well she really was. Because that is it. If I, if Toby and I go out and out and out and then all these people, we just lust after man's approval and people thinking, Oh, great, great. But the people that are in our kids are people, your people, if they miss it and they don't think that about us. We missed it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't
0: matter what out there said. Here, okay. Charlie, I'm going to bring you back. There's like seven <laughs> podcasts that have come out of just what we've done today. Like, I, I, I'm where's my sticky note? Like, I need my sticky note. I'm going to write this down. Like you here, you people get 10%. Like everybody, you get 90, they get 10. Like, I, I love that. Like, yeah. is that like, like something to live by, right? And, and the folks on the outside don't realize that they're, they're getting 10 because you're, I mean, you're phenomenal at that. Like oh, this is what, sweet, our right? gift, right? Yeah. But these, the folks, the tribe, like you, the tribe. Mm-hmm. Ha- oh, okay. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, okay. All right. And then I believe in, what do you believe in?
1: Well, I mean, top shelf answer. I believe in God. I mean, top shelf, but that answer aside, I believe in, uh, becoming, I believe that people can be struggling, but I also believe that they're becoming something beautiful. I think even at our worst, most awful, gross, terrible struggle, I really believe in becoming, I believe that there are good things at play. I believe that there's potential to be had. Um, I believe that. Um, I also, um, believe in my people. Mm. I believe in my people. I believe in even in the midst of my struggle or our struggle. I believe in my people.
0: I love it. I love it. And I believe
1: in a good hamburger. <laughs> <believe in> that. <laughs>
0: do too but i think i have hamburgers like with me since second grade and I, I don't know that you have that same challenge so i'm just telling the audience be cautious with this carrie trotter <laughs> even when you go and learn more about her and then the last question this is it this, this is it. Like an hour later like literally this is oh my heavens how how do we do this 10 right. seconds. it's so good so the thing that matters most to me the thing that matters most to me is
1: oh, me oh geez. you
0: like what's Okay, we know God matters. So, okay, take him off the table. He's good. Okay, I
1: think safe. I think the thing that matters most to me is that that I'm creating an environment where people feel safe Mm -hmm. uh, and they can be seen. um, Very imperfect at that. Disappointed people plenty of times where it's broken my heart to be, you know, that's just not been the case or not been the understanding or not been the perception. Uh, but I think what matters to me most is safe. Mm. Uh, The world feels so crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of things that can feel unsafe. Um, so things feel safe and people feel well-fed and loved and cared for and celebrated. Uh, that just matters to my bones. I mean, uh, my grandmother, who's I was so close to, she'd get these tiny little she'd drink these tiny little cups of coffee, but kind of like all day. Like, you know, yeah, so it's like, like this.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, but she's a real tiny, she's a real tiny human, but she'd get you in a side hug and she just holds mm-hmm. you real tight. Uh if I can do that in my life, i um, I think I'm winning. So that's kind of my goal. Drink little tiny cups of coffee all day and hug people really tight on
0: the side <laughs> audience i want you to you didn't hear saying about the hamburger again i just want you to take note of that because she's not eating these hamburgers she's drinking the coffee that's what we need to do so that we can look like carrie trotter carrie trotter you are a oh, Bella, gift you. A, a burst of light um, and so I am kind. so grateful that, you know, you're super busy and you have the two babies birthdays this mm-hmm. week and I know, you, you baby gave baby. me a whole hour and it was just supposed I to be 30 you, minutes. Joe so Bell. thank you. I could have talked all day. Like I said, we got to do this again. We going to, have to do this again like there's i'm telling you there's 12 podcasts that came out yes. this one with carrie trotter and joy bell that's right friends well thank you so much for joining us carrie trotter thank you for your gift you. your heart your transparency and all that you bring mm-hmm. to the world uh you need to make sure you check carrie trotter out mm-hmm. um she is the real deal so what you mm-hmm. hear what you see is who she is and that's not always the case with humans sometimes mm-hmm. you get a different version depending on where you are But Carrie Trotter, this is the real deal. So thank you, Carrie Trotter. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Okay, bye -bye, bye, friends.